they saw the decline that so many seniors had over the last two years now. And we know that the way to help seniors to rebound is for them to engage in quality fitness. Welcome to SheEO.World podcast, where you'll meet women and non-binary folks who are transforming the world to be more equitable and sustainable. Hello, everyone. My name is Miri Hadass Kohler. I live and work in my adopted hometown, Toronto, which is built on the traditional territory of many nations, including the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabe, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat peoples. I am the CEO of Yihong Seniors Living, a small company of three and a half people tasked with building a portfolio of retirement homes that will provide a culturally appropriate living environment and care for Chinese Canadian seniors. I have been active in the senior living sector for the past 16 years. And like other people in the sector, I care deeply about the people we serve, the seniors, their families, and our team members. So I am very excited to get to interview Emily Johnston, founder of Stronger You, who is not only a fellow community member and one of the ventures our community chose to fund this year, but also a founder of business that serves the senior living sector. Hello, Emily. Hi, Mary. So excited to chat with you today. Would you like to share what services does Stronger You provide and what inspired you to start it? Yeah, thanks for asking. So essentially, Stronger You Senior Fitness was founded out of passion and frustration or just similar to you wanting to provide the best possible fitness programming for seniors, um, not just in the community that I worked in, but really across the globe. And what we do is we're an education company and we work primarily with retirement communities, long-term care homes and other senior serving organizations. And we help them to train their staff uh, through our online instructor course and monthly class content to teach the highest quality possible senior fitness classes to their residents or the seniors that they serve. So your clients, I know this must uh, confuse people, your clients are actually not the seniors themselves, but rather the retirement homes and long-term care homes and the teams that work there. Yes, that is a really important distinction. Um, so even though seniors are the end user people who we are trying to benefit, we want them to have the best possible fitness experiences, uh, we do work with the recreation teams uh, so that way they're able to deliver those experiences. So we're the education provider, the support system, uh, and ultimately those instructors then are the ones delivering the classes direct to the seniors. Yeah. And your background is in providing exactly these programs so you know what's missing in the mix. Yeah, exactly. Um, like I said, it was definitely a labor of love and, and passion and frustration because um, I started out just teaching senior fitness classes in the community, uh, first off to individuals with chronic conditions and seven to eight out of 10 older adults have a chronic condition. So really it's kind of when you work with older adults, almost all of them have a chronic condition. Uh, and then I transitioned into senior living. So into the, the space where we know each other from. Mm -hmm. And in, in that space, I realized that we had a lot, a lot, a lot of recreation professionals, activity professionals who were 
required to teach the senior fitness classes at their community. Um, But a lot of times they didn't really have a background or education in teaching it. They would show up to work in a new job and their boss would say like, okay, great, you know, have fun exercises Monday morning at 930. And and no one asked them like, do you have a certification? Do you feel comfortable teaching fitness? Do you know how to do it? Um, So we had a lot of people just kind of thrown in and all these people want to offer the best quality classes for the residents or for the seniors that they work with. Um, but they didn't have the resources, the education to be able to to do it. And so first I kind of searched far and wide to see if a solution like Stronger You existed and I couldn't find anything, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's where the the frustration came in. Um, And then after a few years of having Stronger You on my mind, I was like, okay, I'm just going to create this and I'm going to fix this problem because we need to have better quality fitness classes for our, our aging population. 100% as as someone who was on the other side of this I was part of the bosses telling the recreation activation team you're supposed to run exercise what do you mean you don't know how to run an exercise class (laughs) so (laughs) I I 100% know that this is a very much needed service and for sure the recreation activation people they are expected to do everything and anything they are supposed to know how to dance how to cook how to (laughs) do artwork they need to be anything and everything for the seniors so can anyone who's interested in running exercise classes take stronger you training to learn from you do they need to be part of an organization do they need any specific background Yeah, great question. Anyone can become a Stronger You Senior Fitness Instructor. And that was one of the goals with the program is that you could be someone with zero experience, which is actually a case for a lot of the activity directors that we work with is they love what they do. They love programming in general to older adults. And then, like you said, they're required to do the fitness part, but that part makes them really uncomfortable because they want to offer great quality classes. And and when they can't do it, you know, it it really gets them down and they end up going to to Google and to YouTube. Mm -hmm. Um, So the program is designed to be completely turnkey. Uh, When they take the course, it's online, it's self-paced. That was another thing that we did really intentionally was because not all activity directors live in a major city where there's a senior fitness course happening on the weekend near them. Um, So I knew I wanted it to be accessible to anyone, anywhere, as long as they have an internet connection. Um, And then at the end, uh, you know, they're not just now having to put all that theory together in into creating classes which is what happens with a normal sort of traditional senior fitness course is you go to a two-day course you learn how to teach fitness but then at the end you kind of have to put it all together now and no one is an expert after two days so Mm -hmm. with stronger you we still give them all that background knowledge but then we say okay you don't have to put it together yourself here is the actual content 30 minutes of it learn it and then teach it pretty much exactly like this of course there's you know modification to the specific group they're working with but we give them everything they need to take them from a brand new person all the way up to basically being pretty well an expert uh, because what they're teaching is really tried test and true class content that's been tested on hundreds of seniors across canada Um, so they know what they're teaching is quality and they know that it's something that the seniors are really going to enjoy Right. And you're, you're saying the training is virtual. Uh, is there any in person or is it only virtual? Yeah, it's only virtual. Um, and 
part of the reason for that is that people learn at different paces. They learn in different ways. Um, it takes them a different amount of time to pick up a concept, uh, depending on their past knowledge and experience. And we do have some instructors who have kinesiology degrees or even masters in exercise science. Uh, and so for them, they kind of breeze through the course and they're on to the class content, which they love because it keeps their classes fresh and keeps it with a lot of variety. And then we have people who are brand new who need a little bit longer to go through the content. Um, and so when you do an in-person course, there's only one speed to go at really, because you have to get through all the content in usually a, you know, eight hours over two days. Um, so that's that's the reason why even when people ask, hey, can you do it in person? I always kind of push, push back on them a bit and I say, you know, I can do it in person. I would really rather we didn't go that route though, because I know there's going to be some people sitting in that classroom who are who are just not going to be able to pick it up as quickly as they need to be. And at the end, that, that's going to make it really tough for them to offer that quality programming. Right. And you and I are from the senior living sector, and that's where you're concentrating. But is, are your programs actually, can they be used for other groups of people? Is it good for childcare, for example? Uh, maybe not childcare, although we do have more populations than just seniors. So we see the whole the whole spectrum of people who work with older adults from long term care, which would be our seated version, our, our slowest and easiest version, typically. And then we have retirement living, which some is seated, some is standing. And then we even have community um, organizations as well, where uh, the senior drives themselves to the community center. And, and so they do the standing most most vigorous version. But another sector that's come out of it is actually um, people who work with adults with intellectual disabilities. And so with this sector, similarly to seniors, there isn't a whole lot of education and resources about how to um, put classes together for people with autism or with um, Down syndrome. And so I've actually uh, been teaching a class for a group in a community living group for probably a year and a half now, and they just love it. The The music is geared to seniors. So that's why I say <laughs> seniors is the is the target audience. But this group that I've been teaching and, and other groups similar, they like the music because who doesn't love some really good classic oldies? But kids, yeah, you know, they don't know too much music anyway. So you really could adapt it to any population. I get a good workout when I teach. So really anyone could could be, have fun taking the classes. Nice. And again, since you're uh, doing this virtually, you probably have not been seriously impacted by COVID in any way. Yeah, very interesting. Um, we were actually quite lucky, I would say, at the beginning of COVID that we were already virtual right. um, because when everyone else was scrambling to move virtual, we were like, great, you know, nothing to do on our end. We're already virtual. <laughs> so that worked out really well, um, luckily. But, um, you know, I think what we've seen in, in regards to COVID is the activity directors are just stretched so thin. Um, and so, you know, they took on window visits. They took on iPad you know, time where they're connecting with their family. Um, sometimes they're the screener, sometimes they're, uh, you know, pulled into other departments. So yeah. we saw they were really stretched, um, but that was another reason why it was good that the course was self-paced because uh, people may have intended to finish it in a week. Um, and if it took them a whole year, that's okay. There's no time limit for them to complete it. I've had lots of people reach out and say, okay, Emily, I'm finally feeling like I'm back on my feet. I'm ready to get going in the course again. Um, or they've reached out and said, okay, Emily, things are just crazy. Do I have a time limit? And in both cases, we just tell them like, nope, you know, when you're ready, come back to it. Mm -hmm. Nice. Uh, and I guess many people don't know that, but the senior living sector is made up of many small companies only I don't know, 30, 40% are the large chains. The, the rest are, are smaller, privately owned, what we call in the sector, mom and pop shops. Uh, 
do you have clients in both kinds of uh, um, companies? Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, so with larger organizations, um, we're partnered with organizations such as Amica, um, where they, across their whole enterprise, they train all of their coordinators and their assistants as Stronger You instructors. Um, but we definitely love the mom and pops as well. Um, and usually with a mom and pop, it's great because they can move a lot quicker. And so adopting the programming um, you know, tomorrow is much easier for them. And so then the seniors benefit that much more quickly. Uh, but we did see with, with COVID, with some larger organizations, they reached out and they wanted to learn more. And in 15 minutes of learning more, okay, great, we needed this yesterday. <laughs> and they realized that, um, okay, yep, we're gonna skip all the usual piloting and testing. And yeah, we're gonna just take your word for it. And we've heard good things. Um, and because they saw the decline that so many seniors had over the yeah. last, you know, maybe it was a year at the time or a year and a half, two years now. Um, and we know that the way to help seniors to rebound is for them to engage in quality fitness. A hundred percent, yes. And, and, and again, from my experience on the other side of this, uh, retirement homes are always, um, it's easier to adopt, it's easier to get approved when uh, the service you're buying is going to uh, save you money, save you resources in some other part of the of the organization. So I can uh, totally envision uh, that it shouldn't be a very difficult sale uh, <laughs> to buy your services. Yeah, and and to your point, not only does it help with you know maybe you're not having to pay for outside instructors to come in. Uh, we had one site in particular who they had outside instructors coming in, and sometimes they would cancel, or sometimes the quality wasn't very good. And this individual became a stronger you instructor, and they took it on themselves. And attendance at their classes has never been bigger. Mm -hmm. um, it's amazing, and the the seniors are are gaining all those benefits, uh, which means that they live at the buildings longer. So from an right. overhead perspective, you know the bosses, the media world, they like that. <laughs> because we need we need to have money to, to have these beautiful uh, you know communities for these for these older adults so, uh, but it really it not only benefits the health of the seniors but the health of the businesses as well um, and we're super affordable too like if you look at our prices compared to what else is out there you get way more for way less with us uh, and that's because even though the buildings might look beautiful it doesn't mean that the recreation budget is as beautiful right. as the building yes. um, and we don't want that to be a barrier for them to offer that quality programming hundred percent. Yes, I agree with you completely. Um, I, I think I heard you say somewhere that you now have clients outside of Canada. Yes. Yeah. So we have uh, instructors in Canada, the U.S., the U.K., Australia and New Zealand now. Oh, wow. um, and that's just kind of happened by itself, because like I said, when I searched far and wide for a solution that was like Stronger You, I couldn't find literally any any solution across the globe. And so we're having people in the UK, Australia, New Zealand doing the same thing, Googling, looking for what we offer and then finding Stronger You. And so we get a lot of people reaching out and saying, you know, I'm in Australia. Can I take this course in Australia? And it's like, yep, you can take the course anywhere in the world. Are there any challenges in adapting a stronger you to different markets or is this the same program everywhere? Yeah, pretty much the same program anywhere. English speaking, of course, right? Mm -hmm. all, all the kind of countries I've mentioned are predominantly English speaking. Um, that being said, the instructors can learn the content and then teach it in their own language. Uh, they would just have to do the, the translation themselves. 
but uh, the only other thing we find is the music. Um, sometimes, especially in Australia, New Zealand, the UK, uh, they have some, uh, you know, kind of hometown or, or home country favorites. Uh, but the the content again is flexible enough that you could learn it to the song we we suggest, and you could rework it quite easily actually to the, the songs that your residents uh, would rather hear. Right, and I know that you provided a, a program to uh, Yi Hong. My charity parent company in their long-term care homes and they their clients their residents are mainly Chinese speaking and again no problem yeah working with them was amazing and at the beginning a lot of them were quite nervous about the fact that maybe not the fact that the course was in English but they were more nervous that they had to submit their practical video where they had to teach not only teach fitness but talk in English at the same time and for all of them English wasn't necessarily their first language and so I, I kind of put their mind at ease I said you don't have to be perfect if you bumble over your words you know if you speak in the language that you're most comfortable in you know a few times as well as English just so we can kind of get the the gist of it you know that's okay and when I got their videos they did an incredible job like mm -hmm. one of the best organization-wide rollouts and I'm not just saying that because it's you Mary <laughs> I will tell this to anyone one of the best rollouts I've ever done they did incredible um, and then now they have the opportunity to you know they won't speak in English necessarily depending on their group they'll speak in whatever language uh, suits their clients but that's a dream of mine is one day it won't just be English speaking one day you can take the course in Chinese you can take it in um, you know French you can take it in all these other uh, languages and the content and the music will be uh, culturally appropriate to, to those organizations and we'll pull people from those uh, backgrounds to ensure that it's culturally appropriate. Nice and I can't even take credit because again it's not <laughs> my company it's my uh, <laughs> my uh, parent company uh, and they are uh, they have an amazing long-term care program and yeah like I said can't take credit for their great work. Amazing. And <laughs> <laughs> um, so if we switch gear for a minute and talk about your experience as as a new business uh, you know many people have great ideas for new businesses but not many have the courage to quit their job and actually start a new business so how is your journey as an entrepreneur yeah so you have to probably have a bit of insanity is probably key to <laughs> To making that jump from quitting the job um, and that was actually never my intention i loved working my role in senior living uh, when i was working in senior living i oversaw 49 communities across canada i got to support these incredible recreation professionals um, and my goal with stronger you was just building it on the side that side hustle that side gig evenings and weekends creating something that would just help more people and and could kind of extend the reach of, of who i was helping more than just the people at my company but then very quickly especially with with covid coming into the world uh it it became apparent that okay through Stronger You, there is a huge need and I can help a lot more activity professionals who then can help way more seniors. Mm -hmm. And I'm gonna help affect the lives of so many more doing this than working for, for one company. So like I said, a little bit of maybe insanity to, to go down that road. But in terms of being an entrepreneur, Google was my best friend early on <laughs> to figure out how to how to incorporate, how to you know get the legal things all in place. Um, you know, when you've you found a 
company, it's usually because you're passionate about something for me at senior fitness. But what you find out very quickly is most of your time will not be spent doing that thing. It's it's spent <laughs> all these mm. other things that are required to to run a business. But yeah. um, I've found groups um, like our community, uh, formerly CEO, uh, where I've been able to connect with incredible entrepreneurs running incredible, impactful companies and, and learn from them. So I don't have to go on Google so much and mm -hmm. I can follow from their expertise and experience. And how long did it take before you knew you actually had a viable business that this is not just a dream and you're going to have to wake up and go back to your day job? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I founded Stronger You in September 2019 uh, and then left the job October of, of 2020. So it was just over a year, a year and a month. Um, and yeah, it was a very scary decision. Uh, you definitely have to look at your personal finances. You have to look at how, how the organization is doing. Um, and then you have to see if it, if it makes sense and so I don't think there's any particular amount of time I think you have to just look at where your business is at where things are going uh, where things are at personally with your finances and and figure out when does it make sense to to make that jump mm -hmm. um can you share how big is your team are you a one woman band is there more than just Emily in Stronger You Yes, yeah, so the band is growing. <laughs> um, I've had my incredible director of digital storytelling, Abby. She's been with the team um, a year and a half now. Um, I don't know what I would do without her. Um, and then just recently, we brought on a brand new team member who's uh, focusing on the customer engagement and, and the outreach piece, sharing the word about Stronger You. Um, and then we have a lot of interns and students who also help. Um, that's something that's really a big passion of mine. I had incredible mentorship and learning opportunities when I was in school. Uh, and so uh, sometimes to a detriment, <laughs> I, mm -hmm. I like to help a lot of students gain experience, uh, which is, is great because they have incredible ideas and I feel like it keeps everything fresh. Uh, mm -hmm. But they're, they're a lot of work to mentor as well. So that's, that's almost like another right. full-time job of mine is, is to mentor students, but to have them contribute to Stronger You as well. That's cool. I, I love that you do that. Uh, um, student need to see great role models such as yourself and, and uh, learn for the, from the best. And, and yeah, we need to give uh, opportunities to, to the younger folks that are coming into the, into the workforce. And um, maybe now is a, is a good time to talk about our community a little bit. When I first met you, I think it was two years ago, you were an activator. And this year you were chosen as a venture. Do you want to talk a little bit about your journey of joining the community and becoming a venture? Yeah, definitely. So I think one of the good things, again, that came out of COVID, I'm always trying to find the silver lining, is so many organizations went virtual. And so I believe it was back probably in April or May of, of 2020, where um, formerly CEO was hosting a, uh, a, I think they were calling it a summit. Um, so it was a virtual summit. Uh, I couldn't attend all the sessions, but I attended a few sessions. And out of that, uh, was invited to join a, a global activation call. And uh, they also had a chance for you to, to meet other activators and other people who were who were looking into joining the community. Um, and it was really those global activation events that that got me hooked. Um, it became almost therapeutic to join them about you know once every three weeks, once every month, and kind of refill up my cup and and meet other people who were trying to impact the world through through business. Um, and 
at first I wasn't ready to officially join the community because $92 a month seemed a little steep, <laughs> um, especially when there was like a free event every month. Uh, so I thought, mm -hmm. you know, I'll just stick with the free events for now. But uh, eventually I was like, you know what? I just, I love this community. $92 is totally worth it for what I feel that I'm getting out of it. Cause at the time it was, you know, what can I get out of it? And then realizing what I was able to contribute to as well is, you know, I'm working on my items for the to world's to-do list, but through being part of formerly CEO, I was able to in some way help with all of the world's to-do list, whether that was impacting the environment or creating jobs or or whatever it was. And, and I really liked that idea. Mm -hmm. Yes, I, I, I love our community and I get filled with energy and positive vibes every time we get together. It's I feel like it saved me during the COVID time. It just anytime the world looked bleak, there was our community around us full of people who are out there to change the world and fix everything that's broken. <laughs> yeah, there really is no other community like it. I've, I've gone to lots of other, you know, networking entrepreneur events, uh, especially the virtual ones uh, during COVID and there's nothing like it out there. And to be selected as a venture by the community was just completely surreal that they said, yes, you know, we want to support you next because I looked at all the companies that came before me in the past years, uh, Magnus Mode, Got Care, um, you know, 21 Toys. Like I look at all these ventures, uh, doing these incredible things. And I'm like, wow, like I get to be a venture this year. I get to be part of that list. And maybe, who knows, maybe someone down the line is going to be inspired. Like, oh, I want to be, you know, like stronger, be like Emily. Like it, it's crazy to think about. A hundred percent. And so those people who are going to be looking at you and wanting to be like you can, do you have any, I guess, advice for people who are considering applying to become a venture? Yeah, great question. And actually, I applied two years um, in a row. So it didn't make it through on the first round, but got through in the second round. So the first piece of advice I would have is if you don't succeed at first, try, try again. Um, and and look for help. Um, like I said, the activator community is so, so supportive, even if you're not an activator. And so to reach out and have someone tell you, you know, you know, where can I improve? And I know 100% the first year I submitted my application, it was probably very, very, uh, it was not clear. Let's, let's put it that way. Um, because to you as an entrepreneur, anything you say about your company makes perfect sense to you because it's your company. But when someone else reads about it, um, it, it may not make sense to them. Um, and the other thing is that this community is different. We're not looking for like the best company with the most, you know, uh, money or the best sales or, you know, how great you are, you know, and that's awesome if you're really great, but we're looking for what is the impact you're making. Um, and, you know, where do you need help? Are you going to be someone we can actually help? And so that's more important. So in my second application, I was more raw. I just kind of told it how it was. And so this is, this is what we're trying to do. This is where we could use help. And I really think that made all the difference is, you know, don't try to be perfect, just be you. And we'll want to help you because you're you. Yeah. When Vicky Saunders, our founder, uh, tells us, gives us her words of wisdom about how do we choose uh, the ventures that we fund, it's always not about financial matrix. It's more, would you want to recommend this business to others? Would you want to buy from this person? So vote for those uh, businesses that you feel connected to your gut tells you they are the right thing so it's 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 definitely a different way of doing things and and i love that about our community yes definitely unheard of in other things like this where you're applying to be chosen <laughs> yeah 
So I'm pretty sure that the first time that you and I actually spoke one-on-one, it was after we met on one of the CEO um, calls and we did our traditional ask and give and everyone was asked if they want to share and ask. And your ask was, I want to talk to you, Mary. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So With this amazing tradition of asking and giving, can I invite you to share and ask with the listeners? How can we help you? Yes, thank you. Like Mary said at the beginning, the customer that we're looking to reach is the activity directors. Um, So if anyone knows a local retirement community, long-term care home, uh, maybe it's somewhere where your your mom, your dad, your uncle, your grandma, your grandpa, whoever it is, lives, um, I would just be so grateful if you told them about Stronger Youth Senior Fitness. You can even reach out to me through the Stronger Youth Senior Fitness website if you want to connect us via email, that's even better. Um, Because sometimes people don't know that there are education and resources out there. And so sometimes we need people who are listening to this podcast today to, to let those know out there that Stronger You exists and uh, that we can help them to enhance their fitness programming. Terrific. I certainly will uh, continue to do my part in uh, helping you find new clients. And do you think that we can take this opportunity here and tell the world that we're putting together this group of activators who are in the senior living sector to yes. see how we can work together and help each other? (laughs) Absolutely. Tell them, Mary. (laughs) So that's the plan. So if you're an activator and in the senior living sector like Emily and I, reach out to us and and let's talk. I love the fact that in our community, uh, we co-create and we work on stuff together and any opportunity to get together and work on important things is a great opportunity. Yes, I'm so excited for us to get started because we have quite the variety of people who work in different sectors or yeah, different sectors to, to serve older adults. It's going to be very exciting. Terrific. Well, uh, I'm all out of questions. So I'm uh, going to say thank you so much, Emily. It was such a, a pleasure to talk to you. It always is. And I am looking forward to seeing you succeed and become the next God Care 21 toys and all of the amazing ventures. Thanks so much, Mary. Thank you for listening to the CEO.world podcast. Like, comment, subscribe, and share this podcast with your friends. We invite you to join a global community of radically generous women and non-binary folks at CEO.world.